0: The CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... Come in. Welcome. I'm E.G. Marshall, your pilot on a mysterious cruise through the uncharted seas of your very own imagination. Vengeance is mine. I shall repay, saith the Lord. From this we must assume that revenge belongs to him and to him alone. And that should end the matter, shouldn't it? But so many times, so many of us are so outraged by the painful fact that wrongdoers simply seem to get away with murder. Well, don't bet on it. After all, if the Lord says he will repay, he is good for the debt. And if he chooses to make it a long-term note, he has plenty of time. All of eternity. Rosa, look there. That's car It's out of control. Oh! No.
1: Rosa, hurry. Maybe we can help these people.
2: Leno, Beno,
1: I nothing I can do for them. Oh, are you sure? I'm sure. The impact of the crash at death was immediate.
2: It, it, it's the comics The comics The people I told you about. The ones who have the papers and, and a visa to go to the United States. Oh. Poor souls. They waited so long to get on the quota.
1: Rosa, you say they have papers? Well, then, why don't we... No, no, ben. But how else? How else we'd be able to get to America? You know, I I don't
2: think it's it's the right thing.
1: Who will ever know? Who will ever care? Here, here, help me. We'll take their papers. But it's stealing. Stealing? They can't use them anymore. They have better papers now. A passport to heaven. They won't mind if we use their visa to get to the next best.
0: mystery drama The Shadow of the Past was written especially for the mystery theater by Sam Dan and stars Howard da Silva. The neighborhood is old, run down. the buildings are crumbling and grimy. The neighborhood used to be a ghetto, a procession of many ghettos as succeeding waves of immigrant nationalities pause here before moving on to the full promise of America. Now the neighborhood, strictly speaking, is no longer a ghetto. Some would call it a slum. Whatever, it still teems and pulses with closely packed humanity. It is still a melting pot, a crucible, a place for dreams and despair. Men and women throng the streets, Move in and out of dingy shops. Chat animatedly on the sidewalks, on the steps, from the windows. Little kids play jacks, hopscotch, hump rope. The older ones play stickball in the gutter, dodging the automobiles. That wiry kid at bat right now looks like he could hit that ball three sewers at least. See that swing, and there it goes. That ball must be at least six stories high. You'll pretty near make the end of the block. But watch the kid in the red shirt go after it. Look out for those people, red shirt. That fat man, the one with the briefcase in one hand and the notebook in the other. Look out! You'll run into him. <gasps> I got it! I got it! He's out! He's out! The bomb is out! Oh, oh my God. eye! Oh, my eye! I can't see! What have you done to me? I'm fine! Oh, I didn't do it, I'm no, who looked? You could have killed me. Come on, Ambrose. I'm bleeding. Police! Wait a minute. You don't need an ambulance. You can walk right in and see back. You're right outside the doctor's get office. get your hands off me. I'm just going to jail. Yeah, yeah, sure. But first, get that eye fixed, huh? Now, come on. Just up the steps right here. That's it. Hey, Paco, you guys saved me my lucky fat, huh? That's it. That's it. That's it. Now, now, through the hall. i teach you to attack law-abiding citizens on the street. Okay, here we go. Now, ring the bell and walk in. Uh, uh,
2: uh. Hey there, Mrs. Koenig. Oh, my. What is this, Joseph? I <laughs> ran into him and banged up his eyes. Uh, is that Koenig? i I'm, I'm going
0: blind.
2: No, no. Everything will be all uh, right. Mister, I, I leave you in the first uh, half. Uh, uh, Let me help you. Uh, this way. Uh, the doctor will see you uh, immediately. there uh,
1: No. Bring him in, Rosa. Uh, no, just sit down. there. Uh,
2: uh, I'll answer it outside in the office.
1: Well... Uh, uh, Now, let me look at the eye. I'm blind. No, 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 no. Nothing like that. Uh, Here, let me wash it out first. uh, Then we can see what we have. uh, I know it does sting just a little bit. uh, Did someone hit you? uh, One of those gangsters playing ball in the street. It's really quite superficial. Superficial? To who? To you? You don't feel it? I don't even think you'll have a black eye. I promise you. Now, just Relax. You don't live around here, do you? Me? Live in this pigsty. I just collect the rents. Well, it's hardly a pigsty. Mostly poor, hardworking people. Lazy, shiftless bums. I think I'd better put a dressing on. Eh, ah, oh. you're a good doctor. Really? How can you tell? Hands. You've got good
0: hands. Sure. Swift. Light. Why do you waste yourself in this godforsaken
1: neighborhood? I don't think God ever forsakes any neighborhood. <laughs> Yes, that looks all right. It'll get better soon. Great. Right. How much I owe you? Nothing. <laughs> How do you expect to get rich if you charge nothing?
0: Ha- Have we met before somewhere? No. I don't believe I had that pleasure.
1: Your face is familiar, and your voice. Oh,
0: <laughs> You know what they say. They say everybody looks exactly like another person someplace in the world. Everybody has a double. Perhaps. And somewhere along the line, you must have met my double. <laughs> Possible. What kind of fellow was he, this double of mine? Hmm?
1: The fine figure of a man, I hope? No, he was the scum of the earth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: that's funny. Yeah, that's very
1: funny. <laughs> the face. The voice. And yeah. how the laugh. <laughs> Meyer. <laughs> You are Karl Heinz Meyer, Commandant of the Obergon concentration camp. That, that's a lie. Is it? You don't remember me, Meyer? Why should you remember me? I was merely one of tens, hundreds of thousands. But I was a doctor. And I was useful, and so I lasted longer. I I don't know what you're talking about. You thought I went up and smoked like all the others, but I didn't. You're making a mistake. eh? You don't remember Sternberg? Dr. Benno Sternberg? Here, allow me to roll up my sleeve and present my credentials. Here, you can read the number you personally inscribed on my arm. What can you do? That's right. What can you do? Nothing
0: No one has anything against me Anymore I was clear You know yourself All I did was obey orders Place yourself in my position I had a wife I had a baby What else could I do? I only obeyed orders And did what I was told That's why I was acquitted
1: That's why I'm free Carl Heinz Meyer How I dreamed of this moment Now it's over Now listen, Benno Whatever it was It's over long forgotten. It's a past. It's dead. And now that the moment, the impossible moment has arrived, all I want to say is, get out. The, the, the past is dead. Get out before I disgrace myself in the eyes of God. No, wait, 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 wait. You are no stand Huh?
0: But why have you taken the name Koenig? Get out before I throw you out. Why have you taken the name Koenig? Are you in hiding? I said to get out Or perhaps you are not in this country legally? <laughs> That's such a nerve, didn't it? Is it true? Have I guessed it? You didn't really expect a four-year-old camp coming up now, did you? Well, say something. Oh still the same stubborn swine, huh, Benno? So you are here illegally. Don't don't be afraid. (sighs) Oh, I shall not betray you. Well, shouldn't you be grateful? Shouldn't you make it worth my while to keep my mouth shut? Oh, say, I remember. I remember you had a wife. (laughs) (laughs) a pretty little thing Oh, yes, indeed I do remember <laughs> You dog, you nothing's <laughs> doing What did you do? that?
2: Huh? Oh, ben, there's a patient outside
1: Close what? the door What? Come in close the door
2: <gasps> Ben, what happened to him? He's dead Dead? What do you mean, dead? Why? I killed him. You... What are you saying?
1: I drove a pair of scissors through his heart.
2: No! No!
1: You didn't recognize him when he came in, did you, Rosa?
2: Recognize him?
1: Meyer. Karl Heinz Meyer. Do you remember?
2: <gasps> you had no right to
1: kill him. I don't know what happened. Something... I. I looked at his face and I heard his voice... And suddenly, he became all their voices and all their boots and their bludgeons and their pistols and their faces. And there was the barbed wire, the stone walls, the screams, the smoke. All of us heard it together to be beaten, tortured, murdered.
2: And now, Benno, are you better than he is? You are a murderer, too.
1: Rosa, the beast, he knew at once. He knew at once I was here illegally. At our age, to be homeless again?
2: Homelessness is nothing new for us, Benno. But murder? No, you had no right to kill him. I
1: know I had no right to kill him. But I did. And he's dead.
2: You must call the
1: police. And go to prison? Is that what I must do now? At my age? But but the law says... Laws are made by politicians. Not this law, Benno. This law was made by God. I know. And this law is broken every day, everywhere by hundreds, thousands of people, and he doesn't seem to be too upset about it. Oh Benno, what are you saying? I am saying I will not give up my life for Karl Heinz Meyer oh. I need your help, Rosa. I need your help
2: Oh yes, Benno I will help you. <laughs>
1: are you talking about?
2: There is a policeman in the
1: office. What does he want?
2: He says he wants to talk to you.
1: All right. He probably wants to ask me about Meyer. And...
2: Oh, no. He is here to arrest you. Why? Because
1: you killed Meyer. Rosa, they don't know that. They can't know that.
2: Why did you have to kill him? Why?
1: I can't bring him back, Rosa. Now I'll see this police officer. Uh, You wish to see me? I'm Dr. Koenig. Oh, thank you, sir. Uh, I'm Lieutenant Smith.
0: Yes? I I appreciate your time, Doctor. Uh, uh, This morning, the body of a man named Charles Meyer was found in an alleyway in back of this building.
1: Yes, I heard about it. On the radio.
0: Uh, uh, Late yesterday afternoon, he was involved in a street accident outside. He was brought in here for treatment.
1: His eye had been injured. Severely? Oh, quite superficially, but painful. Uh-huh. Uh, when did he leave here? When? Uh-huh. Oh, he was here for about ten minutes, I suppose. And then he left? Yes. Uh, were you acquainted
0: with this, Mr. Meyer? No. And when he left your office, uh, that was the last you saw him? Yes. Well, wow. And that's all, Dr. Cooney. Uh, sorry I took up your time. That's all? That's all.
1: Thank you. Goodbye. Um, Lieutenant. Uh, Yes, Doctor? Do the police have any idea as to why he was murdered? Oh, that's open and shut. He had about $2,000
0: in rent collection money. Some local hoodlum was probably waiting for him. This can be a dangerous neighborhood. Goodbye, Doctor. funny.
2: Benno, I'm frightened. Of what? That police officer, he's a quiet man, but he's a clever man. He
1: suspects you. Put yourself together, Rosa. There's nothing to be afraid of. You heard what he said. It was robbery, that's all.
2: Is that all?
1: No, Rosa.
2: Can we live with it, Benno?
1: Yes, Rosa. We can live with it. <laughs>
0: N.O. will have to fight the habits and the personal morality of a lifetime. But if history teaches us anything at all, it is that man is adaptable. We'll see how well the good doctor adapts to his new role in just a few moments when I return with Act Two. The days, the months, the years go by. Time is the great healer. The ugliest wounds close, finally. And after a while, even the deepest pain subsides. And life goes on. It finds a new channel, a new purpose. The past is forgotten. Until one day, a door opens and an evil presence enters the room. And once again, the past, the dreadful, horrible past, becomes again the unbearable present. When the past threatened Dr. Benno Sternberg, or Koenig, as he is now called, Benno struck at it seriously and killed it. However, society calls what he did murder, and Benno must find a way to
1: live with it. Rosa? Come, have your tea. Rosa? Uh,
2: yes, yes.
1: All day you stand there looking out at the window as if you expect someone.
2: I expect someone, Beno. Who? You know who. The police officer. Rosa. Every time I see a policeman... I killed a man who
1: deserved to die. You
2: can't talk that way. They spoke that way. They decided who could live and who must die.
1: How many appointments have I today?
2: Oh, i look in the book. Why? Cancel them. I did that yesterday. And the day before.
1: I don't feel well.
2: Benno, you know what you have to do.
1: Don't tell me anything. Let me be. I killed Meyer and it's over, done with. It's in the past. And the past, the past must be forgotten. The past is dead, do you understand?
2: Yes, Enno. I understand. <laughs>
0: Well, yes, Lieutenant. It was the first of the month, and Mr. Meyer, he comes into the place to collect his rent. Uh-huh. I give him his money in twenty dollar bills. Yeah. Come the first of the month. He would start at the far end of the block with Dumming's meat market. He collected from all the stores on this side of the street. Uh what kind of man was this, Mr. Meyer? Very methodical. On the dot. Uh-huh. I was here four o'clock in the afternoon of the first day of the month. always started connected from the far end, always wound up with me. Always, Mr. Shannon? Always, Lieutenant Smith. That last day, too? Uh, Sure. We chatted a bit about this and that, and I seen him to the door. Where did he go? Oh, just 10, 15 feet to the bus stop on the corner. True for the day. Hmm. Uh, Then one of the kids runs into him, not meaning any harm, of course, and they bring him inside to the good doctor's place. It's the corner house next door. And that's the last I've seen of him. You could always depend on him to show up four o'clock in the afternoon every first of the month. And you'd better have the rent. <laughs> Hello, Mrs. Coni. Oh! <gasps> Oh. I'm sorry to bother you again. Is the doctor in? Uh, yes. Um, won't you have a seat? This lady won't take a
2: minute. Uh, I'll tell him you're here. Thank you. Benno, he's here. The police officer. Why is he here?
1: Perhaps he wants to ask me a question.
2: What? He was already here once.
1: I don't know why he's here. He
2: knows. I tell you, he knows. Be quiet.
1: No way for him to know. I'll tell
2: him to come in. Yes, but please, Benno, don't ask me to stay in here with you.
1: Rosa, I need you.
2: I I can't help you, Benno. I'm too frightened I would give us away. Uh, Please, uh, go inside, officer. The doctor will see you now.
0: Oh, thank you. I'm sorry to impose again. It's all right, lieutenant. I neglected to ask you something the other day. Yes? Uh, you said Mr. Meyer had been here for about ten minutes. It might have been fifteen. I didn't think that you... Oh, well, that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. Now, uh, when he left the
1: office, where did he go? Where did he go? Uh-huh. I would say he went out. Uh, out to the street? Well, yes, out to the street.
0: Well, there's also a back door that leads to the alleyway where his body was discovered. Uh, could he have gone out that back door? No, he went out the front door. I see. Well, I'll have to pick up the trail from there somehow. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you again. It's nothing. Goodbye, Doctor.
1: Goodbye, Mrs. Coney. Goodbye. Rosa. Yes? I must lie down for a while.
2: But you have an appointment to examine Mr. Kavlik in 15 minutes.
1: I have to lie down. Cancel it.
2: That man doesn't have a telephone. That's
1: not my problem. Then, oh... No. I can't do any work this afternoon.
2: What did the officer
1: want? Nothing. Then what's bothering you? Nothing's bothering me. I don't feel well. I'm 62 years old. Don't I have the right to feel ill once in a while?
0: Hey, Smitty. Yeah? How are you doing on the Maya thing? Oh, I'm nowhere, Captain full week and I'm nowhere. I'll have to pull you off it. We got a gangland killing. Could I have a couple of more days? Well, this new thing won't go away. There's something about this Meyer killing that doesn't quite add up. Why doesn't uh, it? Guy's smart. The whole neighborhood knows what he's carrying. It's a miracle he hasn't been knocked off before. No, no, something bothers me. What? I don't know. And that's what bothers. Me. Oh, uh, I'll get it, Captain. Uh, Homicide South, Lieutenant Smith. Lieutenant. Jerry Shannon, you know me. I own the saloon. Sure, sure. What can I do for you? I think I can do something for you. What's that? I can give you the killer of Charles Meyer. Who is he? Who's the killer, Shannon? Uh, this uh, $20 bill. Uh, see what it says? At last. At last, Indeed. Old Man Romilly has owed me 20 since the last days of the Eisenhower administration. Now, about a week ago, he struts into the joint, slams it down on the bar. At last, he says. At last, I agrees. And to commemorate this historic occasion, I takes pen in hand, makes this great inscription. Uh-huh. Uh, this was one of the 20s I give to Charlie Meyer for the rent. And I shouldn't be astonished if that red smear was blood. And how did it come back to you? Not an hour ago. A local hooligan, Tommy Willis. He strolls in here, bangs the 20 on the bar, and buys drinks for the house. Tommy Willis. Yeah. Well, I guess that takes care of that. I'm Where'd you get the two grand? I told you, a friend gave it to me. What's his name? I told you, I don't remember. There's bloodstains on these bills, bloodstains on your jacket. How'd the blood get on your jacket, Tommy? I was shaving. You always wear a jacket when you shave, don't you, kid? You passed this bill at Shannon's bar. He swears it was one of the bills you paid Maya with. Come on, Tommy. The stenographer's ready. Oh, so drown yourself, cop. What's the truth, Tommy? Come on. I told you, Lieutenant. The guy, give me the dog. No, no, Tommy. Tell us the truth. <laughs> you wouldn't believe it. Well, what have you got to lose? We don't believe the story you're telling now, either. Okay, it's half past one, two o'clock at night, see? I'm I'm, I'm taking a shortcut through the alley. Yeah. It's dark. I trip over something. Uh, I've got guy. Now, I, I, I fall right on top of him. That's how come I got blood on a jacket. All right, all right, go ahead. Well, I look close. Yeah. It's a stiff. Now, I didn't do it. I figured I'd better blow, but, um... yeah, yeah. But, but I figure as long as I'm, man, maybe got some loose change on him, see? I, I reach in and I pull out a whole roll. So I'm, I'm rich, see? You're gonna stick to that story, Tommy? The truth. Well, maybe the jury will believe you. You can't hang it on me. Poster Daly, take him back. Wait a minute, I didn't do it. I go up against the jury with my rap. I'm gone for life. Now give me a break. Who wants coffee? What if he's telling the truth, Captain? Smitty, what are you saying? What if he's telling the truth? Come on, Smitty. The bills, the blood, it's open and shut. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Maybe what? No, I could buy it. If what? If when Meyer left the doctor's office, he went out the back way into the alley. But he didn't. According to the doctor, he went out the front door into the street. So? So, how could Tommy get him to go back there to the alley? Meyer was true for the day. If he left the front way, he'd be at the bus stop. So, maybe he went out the back way. But Dr. Koenig said, maybe I better check Dr. Koenig again.
2: No, that police officer is here again. He wants to see you.
1: Well, can I refuse to see him?
2: What can he want? This is the third time he's been here. He must know something.
0: Rosa, you must control yourself.
1: Please, come in, sir. Uh,
0: Thank you, doctor. Thank you. I'm sorry to intrude. It's about Mr. Meyer again. We've made an arrest. What? We, uh... Well, we're positive we have the killer. Who... Who is it? A young thug named Willis. Tom Willis. What will they do to him? Life, at least. But, uh... Well, there's one thing that has me stumped. I would be more certain it was Tom. You mean you're not sure? Well, I'd be 100% sure. If... If I could resolve one detail. Now, you said Mr. Meyer left your office through the front door. Are you positive he didn't go out the back door?
1: I... I'm only positive he left the office. I took it for granted that he went out into the street. Oh, then actually you didn't see him go out into the street. Oh, let me think.
0: Uh, Well, it was over a week ago and I... Is something the matter, Doctor? Uh,
2: I saw him. You saw him? Yes. I'm sorry you you didn't ask
0: me. Well, perhaps I should have asked you. Uh,
2: I I saw him come from my husband's surgery, uh, Uh. come here into the waiting room. And I saw him to the door because he seemed a bit unsteady. Uh And in the hallway, he turned to the right, which leads to the back entrance. So I remember I uh, I called to him. I said, that's the back door. And uh, he answered me, it's all right. I know where I'm going.
1: Ah, well, then that clears it all up. I'm sorry I contributed to the misunderstanding. It was just that I naturally thought he would go. Oh, no, no no
0: harm done. (laughs) I don't think I'll have to bother you again, Doctor, Mrs. Cooning. Goodbye. Goodbye, Lieutenant.
1: Oh, Rosa, Rosa.
2: Now, I'm in it too, Benno. Now, I'm also a part of it.
0: And that should be the end of it, shouldn't it? The police have a suspect with whom they're very happy. And certainly he would seem to be the ideal killer. If you were on the jury and didn't know what we know, wouldn't you vote to convict on this evidence? Of course you would. Is this Lieutenant Smith's last visit to Benno's office? You know it isn't. Be here when he calls again in just a few moments when I return with Act Three. shall make that decision. A three-part question as old as mankind. And for all that we have advanced, assuming, of course, that we have advanced at all, we have never even come close to answering any part of that question, let alone all of it. It's a question now that bewilders and bedevils Benno and Rosa Sternberg, or Benno and Rosa Koenig, as they have chosen to call themselves, two people who have never done anything wrong in a long and useful lifetime. Until last week. And now, one crime must beget another. No, no, no.
1: It would be different if he were were somebody.
2: What do you mean, somebody?
1: Somebody that mattered.
2: All of us matter.
1: He's a hoodlum, a criminal. I won't die for him.
2: Shall he die for us? Why not? Why not? Why not? Oh, my dear Lord. Rosa. When did you ever talk this way, Benno? You killed Meyer, but he poisoned you first. And the poison has spread. Soon it'll reach your heart. Soon you will talk like Meyer and the rest of them. Soon you will be like Meyer. Please, Rosa. Beno, can you let this boy die for you?
1: Rosa, just once. Just once. Let us be hard. Hard? Let us be smart. The way men must be if they want to survive. This is the world, Rosa. A world we never made, but this is what it takes to live in the world. To
2: live? Live how?
1: For once. For just once, just once, and no more. Let someone else pay for us. For once, just once, let someone else be a victim. Is that what you want, Benno? I want to go on living, working, helping people with my skill.
2: You haven't seen a single patient all week.
1: I know, but I will, I will. I'm better now i'm I'm ready.
2: You will never be ready.
1: No, 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 I'm ready.
2: Your right hand <laughs> see how it shakes
1: it's, it's cold in here. It'll always be cold in here. You must help me, Rosa.
2: Oh, if I only could, but Ben that right hand of yours it was used to kill. How can it ever be used to cure again unless you
1: I don't want to hear any more. Smithy, he's
0: been indicted, and I see you're a hero. Did you read the papers? Quick, efficient, skillful police work by an alert team of homicide detectives, led by Lieutenant Everett Smith, <laughs> was a good job, Smithy. Uh, Smithy. Huh? Oh uh, yeah. What's the matter now? I don't know. I know you got the blahs once the excitement of a case is over. You You know, I I wish I could convince myself that it really should be over. What are you building to? Why did Meyer go out the back way? Hold the phone. When he went out the front way, you were unhappy because you didn't see how he could wind up in the back alley. Yeah, I know. Well, so now that we established he did go out the back way, shouldn't that tie it up? No. Why not? does what it has to do, it puts him in the alley where you needed him. I know, I know, but... <sighs> yeah? What was he doing in that alley? Oh, come on, Smithy! No, look, look. Meyer was a smart apple. He had to be. Now, he's carrying a lot of money in a tough neighborhood. He's true for the day. The habits of 25 years should send him to the bus stop right outside of Shannon's bar just outside of Dr. Koenig's apartment. So? So why doesn't he go right to the bus stop right after Koenig treats him? Well, maybe... Maybe what? What does he want to go into that back alley for? What sense does it make? You can't figure some guys. But you could figure him. He had a routine as steady as the clock, as regular as the calendar. Now, why would he go into the alley? Look, it's an interesting mental exercise. But we got work to do. Now, uh, Billingham, don't fight him. Go with me. Just for a minute. Now, let's say that Tommy Willis didn't kill Meyer. But he did. The evidence... All also... for the sake of argument. Say we didn't have Tommy, all right? Where would we be? We would be exactly nowhere. And who would have been the last person to see Meyer alive? Dr. Conning. That's who. Are you trying to drag the doctor into this? No, I'm just walking along a path. I don't know where it's going. Meyer gets hit in the eye accidentally. He gets taken into Dr. Koenig's office accidentally. Right? Because this doc happens to be closest to the scene. Right? Why would Koenig kill him? I didn't say Koenig killed him. Well, what are you saying? I want another day on this case. Oh, Smitty. Something's bothering me. What kind of line have you got to follow? If we discount Tommy. Now, I, I said if. What have we got? An encounter between Koenig and Meyer. Till now, we figured it a robbery. If it isn't, what is it? You got the floor. Why do we assume that Koenig and Meyer didn't know each other? Because Koenig said so. Yeah, yeah. You know what I want to do today? Hmm? I want to check both of them out. Oh, good afternoon, Lieutenant. Hey, good afternoon, Mrs. Connick. Is the doctor in?
1: Uh, who rang the bell, Rose?
0: Oh, I'd like to talk to you, Doctor. Do you have some more questions? Well, uh, I- I'm not here as a detective. I'm calling on you as a patient. A patient? Mm-hmm. Is something wrong? I have a problem. Yes? I don't know what to do. About what? I must reach a decision concerning something physical? No, no. It's a matter of, uh, I don't know, uh, morals, ethics.
1: But how can I help you? This sounds like more of a problem for a psychiatrist.
0: A man like you, doctor, who practices in a neighborhood like this, uh, he knows quite a bit about human behavior. I've asked around. Folks here seem to think you're some kind of god. That's not really true. I just practice. I, I don't know what to do when I want you to help me make up my mind. Well, if there's some way I can help. It has to do with Mr. Meyer. Mr. Meyer? Yes. You see, we have a young punk named Tommy Willis for the murder. (laughs) It's a dream case for a prosecutor. He'll be set up for life. Understand? Yes. And he should be. Now, on the other hand, and I can't prove any of this, we have a Dr. Benno Koenig. Yes? A great man. What are you trying to say, Lieutenant? What I'm trying to say is very difficult, Doctor. That's why I'll need your help. Now, I checked out a Dr. Benno Koenig at the local medical association. They never heard of him. Benno... Uh, l- l- let me continue, Mrs. Koenig. And no hospital ever heard of them either. So, I must assume that this Dr. Koenig if he is a doctor, is
1: practicing without a license. I am a doctor. Oh, I, I'm, I'm sure of it. I survived. Rosa and I, we survived the camps. Don't ask how. But when it was over, I wanted to come to this country. But I couldn't get on the quota. A friend of mine and his wife, they did. And they were killed in an accident. His name was Benno Koenig. We took the visa, the papers, but the only thing was, Koenig wasn't a doctor. I could come to this country under the name Benno Koenig, but I couldn't practice medicine. I see. But I must practice, or die. All those years in the camps, the thought that one day I could once again be a doctor, that's what kept me alive. I understand, Doc. And so for all these years, I have hidden myself here. I treat the poor, the forgotten, the hopeless. Who would bother me here? Who would think to ask? And then Meyer walked in.
0: Meyer. Now, I can't prove any of this. Remember, I can't prove it. But Meyer, now he must have been part of your past. An evil part of your past. No, 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 no. Don't, Don't answer me. And so, you killed them. I can understand that as a human being. I could even justify it. No, no, no. Please, don't talk. Remember, I can't prove any of this. Even if we could establish that you did know, Meyer. Even if we could establish a motive from the past. We couldn't prove it. But, I have a problem.
1: Yes. What to do about the fact that I have no license, eh? No credentials to stop me from practicing. No, 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 no. I'm
0: a homicide detective. I'm not concerned with that. Maybe I should be. But in my business, on a practical basis, we have to overlook things every day. Now, my problem is Tommy Willis. The boy. Now, I don't know what to do. I could forget everything and go on to my next case. Should I? I mean, after all, why shouldn't Tommy pay for Maya? Why... Who means more to the community, hmm? you or Tommy? And let me tell you something else. If Tommy beats this rap, he'll be back again in a day, a week, a month. He'll commit murder. That's where he's headed. Isn't this the best solution to the problem? Well? Well, what? I've come for advice, doctor. What should I do? I can't advise you. You can, Doctor. You can. You're a man of experience and wisdom. No. I want your advice. No. Then no. No. You must do what your conscience commands. What does your conscience command, Doctor?
1: I say... Now,
0: remember, remember, the case against Tommy is ironclad. No one need ever know except us. There are poor people out there. You're their only hope. Isn't it better for you to stay here and help them?
1: But I can't help them. I can't, not anymore. My hands, they're no longer the hands of a doctor. They're the hands of a murderer. Ben, no. Yes, Ruth. You were always right. I must pay. But Meyer was trash.
0: This boy is no better. Remember who
1: you're paying for. I must pay.
2: We must pay.
1: And this is how we survive the Myers. Lieutenant, let me treat you for the problem you came in with. I can do it. Now I can do it. I murdered Camp Commandant Carl Heinz Meyer. Hey, Doc. Oh, Joseph, get on. What happened? Get one
0: right through a point glass window.
1: Come inside, quickly. Oh, May I, Lieutenant? Oh, go right ahead, Dr. Coney.
2: Go you ahead. mean... Dr. Sternberg.
1: First, we must stop the bleeding.
2: Oh, would you mind waiting, Lieutenant? Dr. Sternberg will be with you in just a few minutes.
0: Honesty may be the best policy, true. So why don't more people follow it? The answer is that the best things usually cost the most. And sometimes the price is too high to pay. But in the end, Benno and Rosa Sternberg paid it the way they always paid it, gladly. Because once you're accustomed to the best, it's hard to settle for less. I'll be back shortly. By their deeds, you shall know them. And it's always true. In the long run, they will do the same deeds over and over again. After all, the leopard doesn't change his spots, does he? The mayors of this world will go on being the mayors, and so will the Sternbergs. And where will it end? That depends on who will survive, and on whom each of us will choose to be. Our cast included Howard Da Silva, Clarice Blackburn, Sam Gray, Gilbert Mack, and Jack Grimes. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. And now, a preview of our next tale. Everyone in this town seems to know what's wrong with my house, except Helen and me.
2: They know there's something wrong. That's all they know.
0: Oh, and you know more, beautiful Zoe, hmm? Ah, yes. Behind those beautiful green eyes lies secrets.
2: And your attitude is one reason why I can't tell you. You wouldn't believe me anyway. Try me. All right. The house you're living in doesn't really belong to you. That house was stolen from the daughter of Marie Leveau.
0: Marie Leveau? Who is she?
2: The most powerful bokor in the history of voodoo. The beautiful black woman who ruled as the voodoo queen of New Orleans for half a century. You, Douglas Fenton, are living in the house of the voodoo queen, and she wants
0: you out. Radio Mystery Theater was sponsored in part by Contact, the 12-hour cold capsule. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time... Pleasant dreams. The street theater comes to you from CBS Radio and Radio 87 W.